0: Hey guys! Hey Chad.
1: GM.
2: GM GM. How are you guys doing?
0: Great, dude. It's been so warm out recently. It's it's mid February, and uh, at least here in New Jersey, it's been like like seventy. It's been like sixty or seventy out all week. I've been been like outside all time. It's great. Can't complain.
2: Nothing better than sun and. Touching some grass. That's awesome. Yeah, same same over here uh, without doxing too much. But, yeah, love the good
0: weather. Hey, man, uh, what's going on, Chad? Anything new with you?
1: No, not really. Just uh, getting on.
0: Getting on. All right well let's get started I guess. So uh, first thing like I, I guess we'll start with the uh, the Atom upgrade, the Gaia upgrade which was successfully completed although I think there was some some hiccups there. I, I think the uh, well I guess there's some discrepancies with the published time of the, uh, the hard fork and like when it actually happened. So I think like things were a little wonky but it looks like everything's like upgraded and and back to normal, so Adam is unpaused and uh, you know live again. So, any any notable like takeaways from that that upgrade? Like there's some, some like minor like communications issues. It seems like from the the Adam Core people, but nothing major.
1: Yeah, we we looked at the time that was publicly announced about when that was going to happen, and we just kind of believed it and didn't really do the math ourselves in a sense and that was probably the the issue also like times are like kind of a flexible concept within blockchains like each block is approximately more or less the same amount of time but it can go longer or shorter depending upon like number of transactions and processes and other things and so the time is never really like quite accurate it's always like a general vicinity of
2: So TLDR, it was just basically down a little bit longer than expected. I didn't even see exactly how long it was. I think out some for.
0: nodes got slashed a bit. I, I think that that was kind of the problem. It was causing some uh-huh. some like weird issues because it was uh, ba- basically like the the pause time was set for later than it than it should have been. So uh, basically, like the, the ch- I think the chain was paused, but the validators were was, was still trying to like continue processing blocks, and then it just wasn't wasn't happening. Obviously, so. I, I think that was that was the issue. So it's something something similar to that. I mean, I, like not an issue from like you know for anyone else's perspective. So all all good at this point it looks like, and I, I think it was re-enabled. So uh, yeah, is, is there anything you want to say, Chad, about the uh, UTXO
1: pauses? Um, well, there's really not much I can say at this point. Unfortunately, um, there will come a time when we can discuss more openly, um, you know, what's, 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 uh, what's going on, but for the interest of security, really can't go into any, any kind of detail at all. Unfortunately, hopefully I'll, we'll do it. Um, we can talk more about it, um, uh, you know, next week, but, um, for right now, we have to keep things kind of on the quiet for, for, for security purposes.
0: Got it. And which, uh, which chains does this affect all? Oh. Wait, which ones are paused right now?
1: Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Doge, I believe.
2: Uh, would it? Uh, maybe this is too much details, but uh, it doesn't affect Bitcoin. I mean, that's great.
1: <laughs> yes, correct. It doesn't it does not affect Bitcoin. That's which is why that one's still still on and running. Sweet.
0: Yeah, I saw some people some questions about that, so I wasn't sure if there was more details that were uh, ready to be put out yet. As far as I know, this isn't, this isn't a ThorChain internal issue. This is a external uh, chain issue,
1: right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, and uh, as soon as, like, some, you know, things are disclosed publicly later on, not by us, but other people, um, we can talk more in detail about it and that kind of stuff. But until then, we have, we have to keep things on the, on the down low.
0: All right, so yeah, hopefully that hopefully that's sooner rather than later, because uh, i there. I have seen people asking about uh, about the chains. So I guess once the once the security concerns are alleviated and that those are addressed by the other teams, then we can move on with that. Because I yeah, I've seen a, bu- a couple comments asking like you know when's Bitcoin Cash trading coming back. Actually, I've seen people asking about all three, which is probably actually a good sign. Uh, <laughs> seeing that people are actually you know wondering when. Trading is coming back. It means people are, you know, trying to make use of that and actually make make swaps and, uh, you know, maybe some savers in there that well, that want some yield. So there are actual yeah. users that that want to that, that want to use these chains and things like that, and they're, they're asking for them back. So once those concerns are once the concerns are alleviated, then you know we can get back to it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Just waiting for for some things that happen first before we can do so. Cool, cool.
0: So uh, next up, I guess, raise the caps. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the, the process that's going to happen to get the saver's caps up. Because I, I think a lot of people are kind of holding their breath just just waiting for that. And the node vote just passed, I guess, this morning. So it should be raised really uh, any time now. So yeah. Uh, you want to go into a little bit about just the process of uh, raising the caps and like what's going to happen with, with POL and you know synthetic asset utilization and, uh, and everything that, that we've been talking about for a while now? Because it looks like it's, it's finally like right there on the cusp.
1: Yeah, it's getting there. Um, so we're raising the caps now. Um, I think the ultimate goal is to raise the caps to either like 55 or, or 60%. And uh, allow the POL to start adding liquidity at 50% and then withdraw liquidity at 40%. And so um, that'll be the first time we're enabling POL for the network. And when we do so, like the, the, we'll limit, purposely limit the amount of room that the POL is allowed to use from the, excuse me, from the reserve, just to make sure that we don't like, you know, due to some bug or something like that, like just dump. Hundred million rune or something crazy, which wouldn't happen, but just to be on, on the safer side, so we wanted to start with a small amount to begin with. Let it, you know, deploy that amount of, of rune. Just make sure it gets deployed in a way that's you know expected and doesn't cause any problems or anything like this. No surprises. Uh, and assuming that that's good, we can you know start to bump up that number and allow the people to take a larger and larger position in the pools. We probably only actually you know do it for. The Bitcoin pool, because the other ones aren't um, close enough to my knowledge, the top of my head, to to warrant that people have to get engaged. But that might change over the future. It probably will.
0: Yeah, but short term, it's just going to be Bitcoin to start because that's the only one that's at the synth cap currently. So uh, it, it kind of looks like Ether is kind of creeping its way up there, especially with uh, the the launch on Shapeshift and their interface been seeing some, uh, some deposits there. There's actually a chart the other day that, that was floating around that they put out about how much was deposited through their interface. And, uh, you know, things are looking good on, on that front, getting liquidity in things other than Bitcoin. But rolling out on Bitcoin initially. Anything else close right now?
1: Um, well, I'm excited to get, like, Bitcoin running again in terms of, like, people to add more liquidity. Oh yeah, and, and and the Shapeshift UI hasn't really seen the Bitcoin pool available yet, right? Because they launched it at a time when we already hit the caps. And so all they could do is like Ethereum and other uh, smaller assets. So i would be interesting to see once we actually like, you know, raise the caps from 30% to 50% or 60% where the number is going to be uh, to start to see like Bitcoin start to grow again and get deeper into more liquidity and you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot of people from ShapeShift have been asking about the Bitcoin vaults. And it'd be really nice to, uh, like, especially, like, go to ETH Denver or something like that with an empty, not an empty Bitcoin vault, with space in the Bitcoin vaults and uh, being able to onboard some more people from that perspective.
1: Yeah. And once we actually get the POL enabled Mm at 50%, then the synth cap at that point doesn't really matter so much. Uh, maybe it does in some kind of extreme scenarios, but but it doesn't matter if the if the synth cap's at fifty five percent, sixty percent, or ninety percent, because the P O L would always just keep on pushing the synth, the synth utilization down to fifty percent, right? So it really yeah. doesn't matter so much of the synth cap is at that point for the most part, unless the P O L is unable to add more liquidity, either because um, either because uh, it runs out of room to to be able, to be able to deploy because of the cap it putting in artificially or runs out of rune and reserve it itself which is that's never going to happen um or at least not for at least like 30 plus years something like this um and then or the hard cap is hit and the in the people can't add more liquidity because the really the hard cap has been hit for the for the first time in the history of our you know of our chain here so um so the, yeah the centralization after the, after the point of 50 like really doesn't matter so much uh you still want to do it a little bit higher You could do it at 51% if you really wanted to, but um, it's probably just smoother to do 55 or 60 or or something like that, just because it gives more buffer uh, and gives the POL more time to adjust to a price uh, change between Rune and uh, the asset. So, so those are
2: kind of two independent things then there's like the, the synth cap, which can just be higher, but then the, the POL, like where it modulates to balance. I remember we were discussing this weeks back, like, you know, does it, Sell, like, like, is it forty five percent to fifty five percent? At what point does it kind of like start buying and start selling? Um, so ha- has that aspect been nailed down?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I think there's general agreement between at least the devs, um, between the the OG team and the and the Nine Realms team. And I think the intention is that uh, the pool will start adding liquidity when it hits fifty percent synth utilization. And then it'll withdraw liquidity once it hits 40% centralization. So there's like a 10% little buffer kind of in the middle there. And that's just there just to make sure that that the PUL doesn't like thrash the uh, the pools that much. And just like constantly be adding and withdrawing, adding, withdrawing, adding, withdrawing, like back and forth. I mean, it wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing if that did happen. It wouldn't be like the end of the world or anything. But wouldn't what it would mean is that it would it would kind of bloat the chain and add more transactions in the sense in a, in a matter of speaking and cause more like data in per block which could bloat the chain and it also could cause um, some slippage for the for the reserve for the reserve right because the reserve's adding a one single sided liquidity as a dual sider and so it depending upon the, the the quantity or the size of the deposit or withdraw you, you're going to get some kind of slippage. Uh, between those two things. So if you don't want to keep on adding and keep on withdrawing, like back and forth, like thrashing the pool in a sense, because you're just going to slowly bleed yourself in some ways. The amount of rune that it's supposed to deploy should be a small amount. And so we shouldn't really see uh, that much of a slippage because it's going to just kind of bleak or lead a, a leak a small amount of rune in or small amount out. Um, but that's one of the things that I want to pay attention to when we actually launch the POL is to see like, you know, how much rune is being added on, on, on a per add... uh, Scenario and make sure that number is not like you know uh, too high that that causes uh, too high of a slippage for the reserve.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool.
0: Yeah, I've also seen the uh, see people talking about the the buffer being somewhere around like five percent, basically having it add at add liquidity when synth utilization hits fifty five percent and remove when it hits forty five percent. So. Uh, I, I don't think there's a huge difference in it being like, you know, five, five or 10%. It just, you know, it just depends on where you want the POL to add and remove liquidity. So if your target is 50, then it can add at 55 and remove at 45 and, you know, keep it, you know, bouncing around 50% or, yeah. do, do, Chad, do you think there's a huge difference of it, you know, being at the, have the targeted rate being at like 45 and 50 and a, and a 10% or a 10% buffer and a 5% buffer? Or are those just like pretty small differences? <laughs>
1: The, the buffer matters less in some sense. Um, a larger buffer means that you would thrash the pool uh, less. And so statistically speaking, a, a sudden price change in rune upward or downward relative to the asset um, would be less likely to add or remove liquidity because the buffer is larger, right? Uh, just from a mathematical probabilistic perspective. Um, it doesn't really matter that much. But the one, the one area where it does matter is that when the network is say the POL started adding liquidity at a lower percentage, say it was like 30% or something like this, or 20%, something like that. And so every time, if, if like a dollar of savers goes into the pool, because you're the, uh, the centralization or the target centralization is below 50%, you have to put in more rune than you have to, then than like, you know, maybe $2 is worth of rune. I'm not sure the exact numbers off my head, but I have to do the math. But so say if someone puts a dollar of savings, uh, that creates, you know, effectively 50 cents uh, buy pressure on the RUNE asset inherently, and then when the POL adds, you know, two dollars of of RUNE, it's creating basically like a dollar of sell pressure. And so there's a net negative of fifty cents in that hypothetical. And so, but the inverse is true. If you do above, so this if the centralization is not at thirty percent, it's at like say it's at seventy percent or eighty percent, something like this, and you start adding liquidity you are going to be, you know, adding a dollar with the savers and you're going to be adding, you know, 50 cents worth of ruin. It's you create a net buy pressure, right? But in that same hypothetical at 80% or 70% and, somebody's, and we're doing a, a withdraw at that age, at that point, you're actually going to create a net negative. So it's like, so if you think about it another way, is like saying that if the synthesization is at 50% and we're adding or withdrawing, it's like a dead even, Steven, you know, no reflexivity, no net buy or sell pressure on the rune asset and if the centralization is below that and you're adding liquidity you're creating a net sell pressure on the rune asset and if you're withdrawing under under uh 50 you're creating a net positive or net uh um, buy pressure and then conversely if the at the centralization is at 70 or 80 percent above 50 percent when you're adding liquidity you're net positive and then when you're minusing at 70 percent you're net negative and so there's a little bit of like kind of a, a chart that you could kind of grow like a, a draw like a like a table or something like this, and so because the network is going to be adding liquidity at fifty percent, it's a even Steven you know no reflexivity, but because it's withdrawing at forty percent, there's going to be a net positive on the rune uh, you know buy pressure right on the rune. Uh, there's more buy pressure than there's going to be self pressure when you're withdrawing at forty percent. So, technically speaking, if we were to do what you were just saying, uh, Kyle, and just like put it at Put it like 55 percent to add and 45 percent to withdraw then technically there'd be a, a very small it's not that much it would be a very small amount of buy pressure when you're adding liquidity a very small amount of pressure uh a buy, a buy pressure when you're withdrawing liquidity in both scenarios because you're adding when it's above 50 and you're withdrawing when it's below 50. and so you can create a, a positive reflexivity in both directions when you're adding and removing but then again like i like get at 55 percent it's like basically nothing it's, it's not really a significant number, so I wouldn't get, nobody should get you know, too excited about that.
0: Cool, thanks for the explanation, Chad. I brought up Jimmy. J- hey Jimmy, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, no,
2: I'm just, I'm um, here to ask about how this community continues supporting ThorChain. You know, I'm a ThorChain maxi, ThorChain soldier, and I'm organizing some ThorChain special forces. You know, uh, I need our special forces commander. This war against other projects continue. The Thor chain is on top.
1: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it.
2: Let's go. You cut out a little there in the middle, so not quite sure I got the full message, but I think I got the gist. <laughs>
1: I like I like Jimmy's like uh, Twitter icon because he's got the uh, got the got mule mirror in there <laughs> the hammer.
0: Yeah, it's not so much about what he said; it's about how he said it. It's it's about the,
1: the spirit of the uh, <laughs> of, of the speaker.
2: Exactly, Jimmy's big one of hammer. My,
1: Jimmy's one of my favorite like people on Spaces. One of the funniest guys in, in the industry here.
0: I don't think Jimmy's been up with us before. I don't think he's ever been on this base before, has he? I think yeah. so. have
1: you, Jimmy?
2: He stepped down, but yeah, yeah, I I remember him. I think I think that's a different profile picture, but I uh, I remember him.
0: <laughs> cool. All right, I, I thought it was a probably a, a P.O.L. question, but that works too. Cool. So yeah. So I think we'll see synth uh, being bumped like real soon up to fifty percent. So that means there's going to be immediate space for Bitcoin savers, and uh, I think that that'll happen very, very soon because the vote the vote already passed. We just need uh, Admin Mimir to to lock it in, and then we can start on this path of more savers, more more POL, just increasing that liquidity and yeah, we're going we're gonna to make swap fees better with the greater liquidity. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything works out well with POL. Like, you know, start out small at the beginning and monitor it and make sure things are growing in in a sustainable way and there's no problems. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how this is going to
1: go. LFG. LFG. Should we open up to the audience and see anybody any questions or comments that yeah
0: got uh rune wolf and uh, yeah if anyone else has questions about it, just anything doesn't need to be about pol or, or whatever uh just feel free to come on up and and ask
1: yeah
2: since the last guy hey.
0: didn't ask the pol question i will uh just yes, to make sure that i understand this correctly
2: so when the cap is raised to 50 the pol will be
0: activated it's the same thing or are those two things separate and POL might uh, come it's later two separate yeah, two separate things. Uh, they need to be a- activated separately. I, they, they're both merged in. Like, I mean, so like POL is is in the code, right? Chad? It's ready to be activated. All it needs, it's but it's a separate flip switch Correct. that needs to be flipped in order to activate
1: it. So the the, Correct, yeah. the vote has only been done for the for the cap and not for the POL. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think there. Um, I'm not entirely quite confident of this myself, but I think there might be a um, symbolic vote by the nodes to enable P-O-L. Um, and then it becomes a debate about like how that should be enabled. Like for, for some people, like there's basically three options to think about. One is, you know, do nothing, don't enable the P-O-L, you know, vote down the whole concept. Uh, number two is we've only enabled P-O-L for specific pools that might be Bitcoin and Ether, for example. Or number three is we enable it for all the, you know, all the, the savers uh, assets which is like all the gas assets the primary assets per chain and that's I think that's going to be something that um, the community is going to have to talk about and the validators are gonna have to kind of uh, mull over and think about what, what they think should happen. Um, my, my personal views is that we, should, should we just enable it for all gas assets personally. That's my, my two cents but you know we, we're probably going to having debates with this in the discord and other places uh, pretty soon. So that's yeah, that's gonna have
2: to happen like kind of right away, right? Because we don't we don't want to be sitting at a fifty percent cap without POL activation, right? Just in case like crazy price action, then it goes past fifty. There's no like kind of safeguard there. That's what so that's what I thought exactly. Should so
1: yeah, I I agree. It's um, something I've been you know talking with the the devs about, but um. um I mean, it's not that I wouldn't be too worried about that scenario just because we're, we're already in the bear market and um, you would need to see, at a 50% centralization, you'd need to see basically a 4X price change either uh, Bitcoin going up 4X or Rune going down 4X or a combination of those two things uh, in order to get into any kind of real trouble in a sense. But part of the point or the the purpose of the POL, in my view, is that it's, it's playing the... Um, you know, the bodyguard of the dual side LPs in a sense. So if the room's price is not performing so well relative to Bitcoin, for example, a um, signalization will go up, which, um, you know, increases the amount of like leverage room position that the uh, dual side LPs are, are taking on. And so the P well is supposed to kind of keep it to a, a reasonable level, which is, you know, approximately 50%. Um, so I, I I hope we'll get wolf we'll on that fairly quickly after we get to the, the synth cap, but we, we can enable the synth cap today or whatever or tomorrow or whatever, and then, you know, start to start talking about, cause so we're not going to get to close to 50%, you know, in the next few days. Uh, it would probably take, you know, a, co- a couple of weeks or so before we actually get to 50% utilization on like Bitcoin and so forth. So we have time, so I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about it, but I definitely would advise to the, to the community to, to enable the POL on, uh, in my opinion, all the gas assets um, sooner rather than later. Awesome. Thanks.
2: Yeah, that yeah, makes no, sense.
0: I, I don't. I don't think anyone is suggesting going up fifty percent and then deciding what what to do. Like I, these are all kind of being worked on concurrently. So, I like. I I think the plan is coming together right now for the POL, and then it, it'll it basically be refined over the next couple of weeks. Is kind of how I, I picture it going. And then once we are close to that. Uh, P.O.L. target number, where, where we figure out exactly what values we want to want to target and how exactly the implementation is. There's probably going to be like a, a couple weeks leading up to that because that means we need to fill up another uh, 20% of the uh, of the caps with more savers entering into the pool. So I, there's probably going to be a, a few week buffer, I would think, between when the the caps are, are raised and when P.O.L. is actually Uh, Activated, I guess it really depends on the rate that people deposit into the sabers vaults and drive up the synth utilization rate.
2: Yeah, it depends how many people are waiting to beat down the doors and get their Bitcoin in.
1: (laughs) And by the way, like seeing a four X price change in in is like would be extremely unlikely to happen. Even even when Thorchain has its like its exploits in the early days, you know, about a year and a half ago, wherever it was. The price change we saw relative to Bitcoin was like three, three point three, I think it was, of a price change. What is? Was it wasn't even four? Even in that extreme scenario of like multiple exploits pausing the network, like that whole, that kind of dark time, if you want to call it that. So, I'm I'm really not terribly concerned in this scenario. We have seen like a historically like the ruins price go down greater than four X. Um, the only time we've seen that from you know what I was doing some research is when um, we went from the bull market where. Bitcoin was a 60k. The room was at like 20 or 21 bucks, and we went from 60k down to 20k on Bitcoin. And We went from 20 or 21 dollars down to one dollar, and at that point, I think that was about a 6.6, something like this, 6.3, something, something around there. And so that would be a, a higher, um obviously, price shift in that scenario. But obviously, we're not going to go into a, the bull market and the bear market, you know, in the next two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> So I'm not, that was- I'm not terribly, terribly worried about it
2: that was over months as well i mean many many months really
1: yeah yeah so I, i'm not terribly like, yeah. concerned at this moment in time about being a 50% civilization i would definitely wouldn't want to sit there and kind of like you know twiddle my thumbs in a sense but uh yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't i wouldn't freak out if something like that were to happen
2: I think it only becomes a concern if it just starts filling up super fast or like faster than expected. Like if it was at, you know, 45% and, and we still hadn't like got anywhere, then it's like, okay, we're like really uh, getting close to the finish line here. But yeah, I, yeah, I think most everyone likely knows we have time.
0: that we need to be like, you know, once once we get to that utilization, we need to be at a decision for POL. So I, I think if for some reason it fill up very quickly, that would just prompt people to act more quickly and to make a decision more quickly rather than, you know. Yeah. Debating it more and letting it stew a bit and, you know, talk, talking about it more. I think that would just prompt more action. So I think even if it did fill up quickly, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem. I think it would just mean we would just need to act quicker.
2: Also, I think everyone I think, knows
0: what the stakes are there.
2: Also, I think if you're a node operator that voted for 50%, you're basically symbolically voting for POL, right? Because I don't think anyone really wants 50% synth utilization and not POL, uh, right? So <laughs> I think it's right. kind of implied.
1: Like when we actually were designing synthetics in general, um, many years ago, uh, myself and, and somebody else, and when we were actually like you know doing the math of like wh- how risky is our synths in general, and at that time we were only thinking about synth as an as a as a the only dr- uh, um demand center for synth was going to be uh just arbitrage arbitraging the, the pools and such, and so you don't need fifty percent synth utilization to to arbitrage the pool. You only really need like you know, 10 or 15 percent per se, right? So and at, at that low of a percentage percentage, like it, it's really not much of a risk there at all. Cause you would re- it require it at 50% it'd be probably like a close to like a 13 or 15x price change, which, which would be the biggest thing we've ever seen in Ruins history by landslide. So it just didn't seem like it was really all something to be terribly concerned about at that small utilization. But then of course once we started to get to find another demand center for since since which is the savers concept, Obviously, that can go from ten or fifteen percent to you know considerably higher. Technically, we could like put synthesization at like a hundred percent. Not that we should do that or will do that, but you you know it would probably be, it would probably be utilized. You know what I mean, or at least up until the hard cap. So, um, so, so we, when our initial math of like an- analyzing like, the risk of sense, we, we felt it was quite low uh, initially. But then we added savers, and so that kind of changes the you know perspective. So, initially, I was I was I wasn't even going to vote. Uh, I actually didn't even wanna do a vote on POL personally. Um and just like if we get the synth cap to fifty percent or sixty percent or or somewhere between, then we you know, Mamir admin would we'll just enable POL uh, in the best interest of the network, uh, and its reliability. But uh was I think was kind of pushing for uh, having a community vote on the, on the POL separately and and you know, I wasn't gonna fight with that or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I would really doubt there's anyone that's seriously, you know, campaigning to enable synth at 50 percent and no POL. I, I, like, I don't, I haven't seen anyone that express that. I think it's just minor differences about like how to deploy POL, and and it's just like, you know, actually having some kind of, I don't know, about vote or discussion around just like how, like how to actually do it, not actually, you know, whether to to do it. And I, I think everyone's kind of aligned there.
2: Right. Oh, I think yeah.
1: everybody agrees. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chad.
2: Uh, no, I was just gonna say, and, and at the same time, it's 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 kind of good to do it this way because that's just a more decentralized way of making these decisions and making changes in the network versus just like flipping the admin switch. So even though everyone's in agreement, I I understand like the the push to kind of like do it the the proper uh you know to have that have that flow of of votes and all of that to make it happen.
1: Yeah, I think the debate really is about you know which pools does it, this get enabled or not, right? And I think. On the, on the one hand, you know, um, somebody might argue that by enabling the POL on like a smaller asset, like take um, uh, Litecoin, for example, it's got a, a decent amount of savers in there relative to its, its pool size. And, um, you know, if Litecoin were to pump 10X or something like that tomorrow, then it, um, that could cause a problem in terms of uh, POL, whatever. I mean, not, not not in my opinion. I think something might argue that, but not, not so much in my opinion. If if, if Litecoin pumps 10, 10X or something like this or whatever, then that would mean that the P O L slash the reserve would earn like a lot of money because, of course, the P O L is taking a position in the pool. Therefore, it's owning you know, Litecoin as well as Rune, it, and, it's, and it's kind of like portfolio, right? And so if, if Litecoin pumps 10X, then the PUL does well, right? And, and it pre- performs well in that scenario. We might have to pump more rune into the pools to kind of help cover the the, the, the dual-side LPs and such, but that's not really a big deal. Especially in these smaller pools like Litecoin and Doge and whatever, probably even Dash, like the, the depth of liquidity is so small that even if things go south in some way, shape, or form, like the amount of losses the reserve would actually experience is relatively small because the pools are relatively small. Obviously, that's different for Ethereum and Bitcoin, but those things, those are obviously much larger market cap assets, and so the likelihood of it going, you know, 10x up or 10x down is, you know, relatively small, right? especially relative to to Rune's ability to move up or, or down or whatever. So it's it's like the larger the market cap, thus in some ways you could argue things get safer, and you could argue the things that don't get safer because in a larger market cap asset, you're going to have less volatility, which means those pools are going to have more impermanent loss, which means the reserve is going to take on more IL in the in the larger market cap pool. It's just, that's why we see, like, if you look at IL from last protection, for example, like Bitcoin is the largest pool, I think, or at least this, because that's what's all themselves. And so it's like, it's an interesting conversation debate, but my personal stance is, and it's all the same for the network And it reserve in
0: I don't know if it was cutting out for anyone else at the end there. I, Chad, did you hear
1: uh the end of that?
2: Yeah, just at the just at the very end it oh, okay. got a little like sped sped up sounding for me. Uh looks like he's reconnecting. But yeah, basically just saying that he's in favor of uh enabling it for for all the all the savers assets, not not just Bitcoin.
0: Cool. Yep. Makes sense. Um let me bring him back up and uh we have a alchemist here also i see defi spot in the audience i know they've been like shipping like crazy the past couple of days and have a, have a lot of plans to ship a lot of new aggregators to, to new chains I, the, today they just released a a polygon aggregator that uses thorchain in the middle i i, I didn't uh, test it out with any swaps but i you know did some swap estimations and uh you know check checked how much the slippage was from like bitcoin to uh to like usdc on polygon and like slippage is pretty nice and uh just more routes opening up so actually pretty cool so if uh i don't know if they're they're like on mobile or whatever but if you guys want to come up and and share anything then uh it'd be cool otherwise we'll bring up alchemist while we try and get chad back online uh hey hey guys
1: I'm Really excited for POL and the uh, the next phase about to kick off in the next few weeks, but I'm even more excited about some alpha that I think just dropped briefly in the Discord. Think there might there might be a, a NFT marketplace for Bitcoin NFTs dropping um, built on top of ThoughtChain by one of I don't know if it's DeFi Spot or it's uh, it's uh, ThoughtSwap team. I'm not asking if it is true or not, but let's assume it's true. And I'm, it's, re- I'm really excited for that to happen. It would really complete the, the ecosystem, uh, the chain ecosystem. So I would like to hear you guys discuss, you know, what the potential,
0: possibilities, mm-hmm. if that, if that drops. That's my question. Wait one second. I, did I? I need to. I'm figuring out if I banned Chad from the space or not, or if I just removed him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> devs are sleeping let's have a party
0: um sorry chad do you want to talk about this for a second while i try and pick this up
2: i was also a little bit distracted by the messages with chad <laughs> what was the uh, okay. question about bs Bf- yes
0: it, it's about um using ThorChain basically as, uh, as a liquidity source to basically do cross-chain NFT trades, which is totally possible. I, I posted about this uh, in the Discord the other week just with, a, like, basically what prompted this idea is a lot of people are trading ordinals and, and things like that. And how they're actually doing it is they're wrapping it on... Uh, using emblem vaults they're wrapping it onto <laughs> ethereum so they're actually just so it's a bitcoin ordinal and they're putting it into a emblem vault wrapping it putting it onto ethereum and then selling it on OpenSea. which is just like kind of crazy to me that people are doing that and especially in such large numbers so i, I like this has been an idea that's been like said for a long time now and it's using the dex aggregator on Thorchain and uh and and you can use the dex aggregator not only for cross chain uh you know amm swaps like using like uniswap or uh pangolin or something like that you could you could even do it with uh you know your own custom contracts and you could have that deposited into uh like open api so you could actually uh use thorchain to like purchase an ethereum nft for example using bitcoin using the dex aggregator on on thorchain so I, I really do hope someone is building this out because I think it's an interesting project idea. I, I think that it was a little bit weaker in the past because I mean why would you want to buy your NFT with Bitcoin when you could just buy it with with ether right It's not really that big of a deal but now that people are trading uh, these you know Bitcoin NFTs as, as you could as you could say I guess uh, there is there, there does seem to be like increased demand to actually do this so I like I actually do see there being a larger market and uh like for this type of activity so it would be really cool if someone could actually uh put that together i don't know if anyone is, is actually doing this or not I, I put out the plan uh like of how to actually do that uh you know the, the contracts that would be required to actually like make make something like that from at least from like my view and uh yeah uh, hopefully we see something like that and we can see Thorchain just powering you know more and more cross-chain liquidity
2: It's probably too soon to say any details, but I know there are definitely at least one team that's like looking at this for sure. Not, I'm not sure about the Bitcoin ordinance stuff. I haven't dug into that really. Uh, I'm not sure if that's covered in it, but uh, definitely something being explored is like the NFT aggregation. You know, buy NFT on chain. Oh
1: god, I'm gonna fucking come.
0: (laughs) Oh god, I'm gonna fucking come so hard.
2: Okay, let me block and remove. He must have been looking at the rune chart, I think.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry about that.
2: Just a brief intermission there.
0: I know OpenAI is not gonna like this transcript once I uh, once I send them the video.
2: <laughs> Twitter Thorchain spaces rated triple X. At least he didn't pin any like tweets with weird stuff. <laughs> I've seen that happen. that happened on a ThorSwap space once too. Like and people I don't know what people are doing.
0: I didn't know you could do that.
2: Well, when you like get up on stage, you know you can like pin any tweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like sometimes a, a spammer just starts like pinning a bunch of, you know, <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, so, so you can actually use Thorchain to trade the ordinals themselves as it's currently configured because it's, it's like its own its own thing. But like you could actually use Thorchain as a liquidity source to like, uh, you could use it to, to say uh, make a contract to give your nft to that contract it, it lists it on uh you know whatever whatever service and then whenever it sells it just pays you out in bitcoin or you could you know configure it so that way you can buy whatever nft on whatever chain with with bitcoin or or whatever you know coin is supported on thor chain oh that's completely possible so just waiting for that thing to be built that that was just an idea that, that was posted around and uh i guess, i guess someone is Potentially building it, I'm looking forward to seeing when that happens. Just more, more and more options, and more and more like use cases for people actually using Thorchain just for whatever their their general purposes. It seems like the perfect uh, like actual use for uh, the protocol, besides just being in like you know the, the regular like wallets and Dexes. Just being a little bit more creative, but without like having to expand the footprint of Thorchain too much in, in its capabilities. It's all possible with like what's available today on the network.
2: Exactly. 100%. I mean, that's really the goal, like speaking from the ThorSwap side for for a second, but just with like the the API integrations and just having like this full complete package. So expanding that offering such that it is like, you know, it's not just for DEXs or it's not just for wallets, but really there's like so many potential use cases, whether it's like this NFT topic or payments, um, you know, there's, you can really go down the list and have a lot of potential Use cases for for Thorchain backend and especially with aggregation, because then you get in any any token, of course, and like a lot of the cases, it's like the project's token, and that's important to them. So yeah, there's a lot of angles with it.
0: Right. Yeah that that payments angle is huge. That that's my other like free idea, which is by no means free, but you could you could steal the idea and and use it. But actually, building it out will, will take a lot of work. But uh, the, so this this other idea that I'm just you know been waiting for someone to to build. Being a, a cross-chain payments platform where you, you know, it basically used use it be similar to the that NFT uh, like idea where basically you pay with any asset and the merchant can receive any asset. You know, you could maybe do something like I- issuing invoices and the 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 buyer can pay in any asset and the seller can uh, receive the asset that they want. Probably stable coin, and you know, the buyer can pay with whatever they want. Uh, and you, you could use ThorChain for that backend to make all of those swaps happen. But um, a lot of things need to be, like, there's probably a lot more things that need to be, like, that is a lot more complex than, you know, just building, like, an NFT aggregator or, or something like that. And uh, so it's something that there's a lot of competition in already, especially with, uh, you know, centralized exchanges, probably something like Coinbase Pay or, like, Finance Pay or whatever those decentralized services are that, that can offer, like, price guarantees, and, and things like that, but I think that's another interesting like way to explore the chain and in, in a use case that's not already currently being used.
2: Yeah, I love that idea, and there's definitely some partners on the on the roster of potential partners that 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 we're in talks with and stuff that are that are kind of in this space. And you know, a lot of like the the work the Thor Swap devs are doing are kind of on exactly that, like the the expected quotes and like all these sort of. Uh, things to, like, guarantee the, the best possible quoting because that stuff is so important if you're, like, trying to get another asset than what, uh, especially when it's, like, aggregation too and it's not just, it's not even just ThorChain. So there's a lot of, like, steps to, like, ensure that the proper output is quoted because um, there's not really any room for error if you're, like, trying to, you know, do some sort of, like, commerce. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, The o- the other major problem I think of is the, the minimums like the, because you're operating all on chain uh the like you, you couldn't just go to the, the I, I don't know the convenience store and buy a bag of chips for for a dollar right if you pay in bitcoin like it, it's just not going to work like that uh just because of all the fees that are involved because you need to you need to pay decentralized actors you don't need to really pay coinbase that much to use a little bit of their liquidity to process some some real life transactions so uh you know, it, it is, it is very different. Like something like that would need to be scoped out a lot, but yeah, just a, another cool idea there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. But there's, there's definitely a lot of use cases for payments that are not like, you know, $2, um, you know, like even yeah. uh, like, like salaries or buying obviously anything that's like, you know, let's say a hundred bucks plus or something like that. Then the fee is going to be less important, especially of course, as like liquidity gets deeper and slippage gets less than,
0: Ooh, yeah. salaries is a very interesting idea that I haven't thought of previously. Actually, especially with these, all these DAO management tools, um, I'm, I'm sure there's people in DAOs that want to get paid in in uh, native Bitcoin. That is a very interesting angle that I, I haven't thought of before.
2: Yeah, yeah, somebody should, should spin that up.
0: <laughs> all right, no, yeah, that's, that's in the idea space now. Uh, it's interesting, uh, very cool. So, yeah, anyone else want to come up and ask questions, and I hope I answered yours, Alchemist. And if you have any more, feel free. But Chad's gone, so uh, you know we will, we'll stay up as long as there's someone here that uh, just wants to ask something about, I don't know, QL, savers, uh, anything else that's going on in, in the ecosystem. I guess while I'm waiting to see if anyone else is gonna come up, uh, I'll, I'll say again that we're gonna be at uh, East Denver and we nine, nine realms is helping sponsor uh, a booth with shapeshift so uh us thor chain is going to be there at east denver doing some stuff so uh we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff with shapeshift and no no solid plan but if you're going to be there definitely uh reach out and we'll, we'll let you know like where we're going to be kind of playing it by ear and just like seeing who we can meet there and uh who wants this cross-chain liquidity? I'm sure a lot of people's minds are going to be blown by the fact that you can even do this, people whose heads are off in EVM land right now. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that opportunity. It's coming in, like, two weeks, I think, at at this point. So it's right around the corner here. So looking forward to that one. And uh, just furthering our partnership with Shapeshift, because Shapeshift and DoorChain are just they're just so synergistic and uh just more, more partnerships like this are are always going to be good and being able to work with other very uh you know motivated actors in this space who share the same values
2: 100 percent, yeah i love love the shapeshift team and just like the origin story and it's it's just a great great project all around so yeah it's, it's great to see like the i mean obviously the synergy has been there all along but it feels like recently with with savers and all of that kind of like kicked it into high gear.
0: All right, no one else requesting, so I guess uh, I'll I'll just, just shout out uh, Defi Spot one more time because they've been shipping all these uh, aggregator implementations, and from what they say, uh, seems like one every single day for the next however many days. Uh, <laughs> the next is it ninety days? You guys are sh- I, it can't be that many aggregators, are there? I, I can't. I'm trying to look at how many. Uh, Aggregators, DeFi Spot's going to ship, I don't see it. But uh, it does seem like they're shipping a ton of different aggregators, so I would definitely uh, check out DeFi Spot, uh, check out their aggregator, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what other chains you guys are going to implement. More and more aggregator implementations are, like, you know, huge thumbs up from here. So keep building, guys. Um, I guess, lastly, there's some some website updates uh that's that's really it just like something else i've just been working on myself so uh definitely check that out thorchain.org is the is the the content that was on thorchain.com is now on, on thorchain.org they're, they're married to each other now so uh just been pushing a lot of updates to that website there's, there's more pending changes that are gonna roll out soon hopefully today so uh yeah, if people have suggestions to the website like or just for anything, you can always feel free to DM the the Thorchain account and you know someone will, will read it and you know we we do take feedback, you know, seriously and want to make our website the, the best it can be. So, if there's any any feedback on that then, you know, always feel free to shoot someone a line. And yeah, DeFi Spot says 60 new chains in 60 days, which seems absolutely insane. I hope you guys can pull it off. That would be incredible if we saw it, 60 chains in 60 days then that's going to lead us into like like april <laughs> very cool
2: cool well i guess uh probably just keep it tight today then should we just wrap yeah. up
0: yeah let's cool. wrap it all right see you guys uh next friday pro actually there, there may or may not be a space I, I guess we'll we'll figure this out and uh hopefully we can get chad unbanned from t- from twitter spaces and uh get, get him on here
2: <laughs> you like permanently banned him it's like ah. <laughs>
0: no I, I i removed him from the space i am like 90 percent sure i didn't ban him but i guess he can't join back so i don't know what's going on we'll, we'll figure it out
2: yeah yeah oh well and
0: week. then uh yeah in two weeks will be at denver so there, there probably won't be one in, in two weeks and but there, there should be one next week so yeah
2: cool all and, right. yeah, people can check the recordings. You're going to put it up on the Nine
0: Realms YouTube. Yeah, Nine Realms YouTube. Yep. And uh, if you guys didn't know, I, I also I use OpenAI to generate a transcript for it. So if you don't want to listen to these things, because I know they get, like, super long, and not everyone has, has time or energy to do this. If you, if you want to know what's going on without listening to it, uh, someone... Has been uploading the uh, like a, a summary of it. I think it's Rekt Zero X has been doing that. I've been been retweeting them, uh, and also on the YouTube, I upload the a transcript generated by OpenAI. So you can just, if you wanted to, just like scrub and uh, find the content you're looking for without listening to the whole thing. Then uh, you can easily do that. Just trying to make things easier for for people rather than having to to listen to this. Uh, you know, sometimes long. Uh, podcast every single week (laughs) to to know what's going on with chain. So, sweet. All right, Chad. All
2: right. See ya.